Hey there, welcome to Business Breakthroughs. I'm your host, Neil DiPentino. So happy that you could be with us today. I have a wonderful guest that I think you're really gonna love. She is a strategist and coach. Uh, she forges tools for generalists. She's also the host of Generally Curious Podcast. Uh, she is the owner of the Human, Reese, uh, I'm sorry, the Human Swiss Army Knife. And she's from New York City, NYC. I love saying that word. Uh, <laughs> Lindsay Lerner, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you so much for having me, Neil. Absolutely welcome. So, um, man, you have a very diverse um, background. Uh, there's some <laughs> things like, so looking at your LinkedIn and looking at sure. your bio and all that kind of stuff, there's some things that were missing there that we were talking okay. about offline and maybe maybe we'll talk about and share with everybody else. Maybe we won't. Maybe we'll just keep it to ourselves. We'll see how that goes, <laughs> right? Uh, but again, so happy that you could be with us today. Um, but before we get started, we start talking about all the fun business stuff that we like to talk about. Let's learn a little bit more about Lindsay. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah, Lindsay Lerner, as you so graciously introed me here, based now in New York, but I did grow up in the teeny tiny state of Rhode Island, which most people usually confuse with New York anyway, especially internationally. So right. <laughs> <laughs> ironic that I ended up here. But yeah, I grew up there and have spent time around the world and back and was a van lifer for quite some time, which I think explains a lot of how I see the world. <laughs> and travel is, is one of the most important things to me. And so I think, again, that definitely informs my perspective. I love that. That's awesome, man. What a, that sounds like a lot of fun. So you didn't even mention any of this when we were talking before, you know? So, <laughs> I mean, I, I have a feeling that this podcast is just going to be full of all kinds of surprises. So that's I pretty sure exciting so. for me. Now we're talking about generalist, being a generalist. And yeah. uh, like I told you before, you know, you're going to have to explain to me a little bit more about what that is. And I'd like you to explain it to our audience. Absolutely. Well, to your point, you scrolled through my my LinkedIn, or if you ever looked at my resume or any recruiter that has ever looked at my resume, they've looked at it and gone, huh, we don't quite know what to do with you. And part of that admittedly is, is, is my fault. And I've gotten better at, at telling the story, but also it's because I like to live in the spaces in between. And so being a generalist to me is really being that multidisciplinary human Swiss army knife. And I originally got the nickname human Swiss army knife because I was a tour manager for musicians, taking folks around the world and back. And whenever lack of better terms, shit hit the fan, being able to fix that was how I got that nickname. But now that's really translated into the rest of my professional career, especially being a generalist. And so to me as well, really being a generalist means being able to take all of the dots that are all seemingly disparate and saying, here's your solution. Good. And that is is my favorite thing to do. When people, there have, I'm a, I'm on a list, I feel like, as soon as something goes sideways, I'm, I get a lot of those phone calls. How do we fix this? What do we do? And I'm like, oh, no, no worries. We know this person and that person and this random thing that, mm -mm -mm, and we'll fix it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You sound a lot like a good friend of mine um, who's from Chicago. Uh, sure. His name is Jimmy Africano. I've known him for years, but mm. uh, Jimmy's the kind of guy that um, uh, if, if you have a problem of any kind, you can sure. pick up the phone and call him and he knows somebody. So <laughs> we've given him the nickname of Jimmy. I know a guy. And, I love uh, it. Yeah. So he's definitely our go-to. And it's really funny is that yeah. since we started calling him Jimmy, I know a guy, the entire town knows him. They don't think <laughs> half of us don't even remember what his last name is. But we just know. Yeah. Incredible. So. Incredible. I think one of the things too, you know, when, when some folks hear generalists, they think, oh, it's that jack of all trades. And then of course they go on to finish master of none, which isn't true. Right. The, 
the real, if you want to get in the weeds, I would say the real definition of a generalist is an expert learner. No pun intended, given that it's my last name, but truly, <laughs> it's an expert learner, someone who's a great problem solver and someone who can think really, really big picture effectively to then apply all of their strengths into whatever field or whatever role that they're thrown into. You know, it's interesting you say that because I think we've actually had the conversation internally. You know, we we were laying out plans for our business to take sure. it to the next level. And mm-hmm. we've got all of these different things that are going on. And then all of a sudden we hit a hiccup and we're like, okay, well, <laughs> how do we fix that? And we're like, well, I don't know. You know, and like we're mm-hmm. all sitting with our hands up in the air, but we go like, well, wait a minute. How about if we call this guy? I bet exactly. you he has gone through this or this mm-hmm. this, this person. And, and, and that is really the generalist in our world. Totally. Would that be correct? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And a lot of a lot of generalists who are, you know, out in the world attempting to make sense of it find themselves typically if they are looking for a full time job or, you know, a job with a title, an official role, so to speak, a, a full time job. <laughs> a lot of generalists tend to fall into a lot of operational roles, chief of staff roles, anything in and around anything that's going to be different every single day. Right. Right. Well, I mean, in general, business is about solving a problem of some sort. And that could exactly. be anything from you open a restaurant and the problem you're solving is making sure that you're providing good food to the people in the, who, who, you're, you know, who come to your business, that type of thing. You know, that might totally. be the problem you're solving. Maybe they can't find it anywhere else. So exactly. uh, and it could be something even a little bit more complex, like trying mm-hmm. to figure out uh, boy, I can't even come up with an example. But, you know, why the. Um, uh, exhaust system in my truck is not working properly, and then I need to find somebody who can fix that. And, and totally. Has a, and and, and it's, even like a doctor, for instance, I would mm-hmm. think too. If you think about it, when you go to a doctor, they don't always have the answer. They're hundred percent. Yeah. So 100%. asking and I a think lot of questions. It, to your point about doctors, I think it's funny because doctors typically are considered specialists. Mm-hmm. But if a doctor is truly that much of a specialist, there's a joke that that goes around a lot of the generalists community that when they talk about doctors, they say, oh, I went to a left ear doctor because that's how specific they are in yeah. their field. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, it's really funny because they're specialists, but they still call it a practice. I don't get it. Kind of crazy, right? <laughs> we need we need both. I think that's that's the moral of the story. You need the generalists Ab- and you need the specialists. Absolutely. Well, let's talk a little bit about your business. So from mm-hmm. uh, you know what you've shared with me so far, uh, you work... Uh, primarily with uh, entrepreneurs and startups. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Yes. Fantastic. And can you share, you know, some of maybe the key motivators that, uh, you know, this may help you decide to get into that niche? Totally, totally. Well, I could, if we, uh, if we have time, I can take you on a, a little, as short as possible story here. <laughs> For me, I, very unintentionally got into the entrepreneurial realm. From the time that I was a little kid, I thought I was going to be a photographer. That's all I wanted to do. I had a camera with me at all times. And then as I got older, I got obviously went through high school and was forced into these decisions of, well, you can either be artsy and creative or you can be smart. I was like, that's weird because I do a lot of photography and I'm very artsy. I'm very creative. And I also am top 10 of my class. So I don't, I don't quite believe this. (laughs) And when I, when it, when it came time to graduate, there was other folks who were graduating top of the class and growing up in Rhode Island, a lot of kids were going to Brown, they were going to Yale, they were going to these you know, New England Ivy League institutions. And when I ever said I was going to art school, everyone was like, you're what? 
Why, like, why would you do that? Why would you just throw your, your whole life away? Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I was like, no, like this is what I'm going to do. Why not? And then I got to art school and I was like, not that they were right, but I wanted something more. And it clicked for me that photography was very much an excuse to talk to people. I was very, very shy historically. And so it was way easier to walk up to random strangers and ask to take their photo rather than, you know, the simple thing of starting a conversation, which should have probably just done that. (laughs) But then I ended up transferring. I ended up at a business school studying anthropology. So everyone was just as confused as I was. And didn't quite like it there either. I went from being this weird nerdy kid at an art school to all of a sudden I was the weird artsy kid at a business school. And I was like, this is none of this. I don't like any of this. And I ended up down in Chile for a semester abroad because I really did not want to be at that school. And of course my folks were like, you're not transferring again. Nice try. And ended up crossing paths with a gentleman in my program who also, both of us did not speak Spanish. And so we kind of looked at each other and we're like, this is it for us. We need to, we got to figure something out. And he told me that he was a hip hop artist. He was a rapper. And I was like, tell me more. And I still was obsessed with photography. So I had the big, big camera around my neck at all times. And somehow, Neil, between the two of us, our combined knowledge of Ola and this kid's very, very real resemblance to the R&B singer, Neo, we were able to book shows for him all throughout the country. Oh, wow. It was hilarious. And so, you know, occasionally we went to class, but most of the time was focused on performing and I was photographing it and he was doing his thing. And when we came back to the States, he was like, dude, you are so organized. You can be my manager. And of course, me with my year at art school and my half an anthropology degree thought that this was a fantastic idea. And so I, quote unquote, became his manager and then very quickly realized I didn't know what the heck I was doing. Yeah. And so I'm calling all these places and I'm like, hey, you know, I've got this artist. Can we play a show here? What can we do? And keep in mind, I'm in Rhode Island. I'm calling all these places out in Cincinnati on his behalf. And everyone was like, are you nuts? Like, I don't know where you've been doing business, but this is not this is not how business operates here. I was like, that's weird. And my eyes were wide open to the just complete inefficiencies and just lack of systems and equality in the music industry. And a lot of these systems were pay to play and a lot of it seemed quite frankly rigged. And I was like, Mm-mm, we're not, we're not going to do this. And ended up launching my first business during undergrad. And it was an online platform called Level Exchange and Level Exchange match made between local bars, coffee shops and restaurants and local musicians. And that, you know, chugged on for quite some time. And over time I realized, whoa, there's not necessarily a talent difference between local acts and national acts, but my local guys, they're really, they don't have content to your point. I mean, I'm sure you know enough about media. They just, they didn't have it. (laughs) It wasn't looking good. And so we ended up opening a physical co-working and production space for these folks in Rhode Island. And we worked really closely with city and state government to look at music through the lens of economic development and had an amazing time. And all throughout that, I got involved. That's how I got involved in tour managing. And so it was really starting to see the differences between local and and national. And unfortunately, the downfall of that business was the lead investor ended up being very inappropriate towards me and had to shut the business down, but got right back into the startup realm after that and got into tech. And that's where a lot of my 
empathy comes from in terms of all of the entrepreneurs that I've been working with is really from, you know, starting in it at such a young age, having never quote unquote had a real job and being able to, to right. be like, I understand where you've been. You know, it's really funny. A lot of us are entrepreneurs, not by design, right? You know, it's like, Definitely not kind of like no, it wasn't on purpose. It's something that just kind of, I don't want to say it fell in your lap, but it was a, you hmm. saw a, uh, a need and you took on the challenge and, uh, exactly. you know, and it worked really well for a while and then until it didn't, then you moved on to something else and everything. Exactly. So, um, so you were primarily in the music industry. Are you still in the music mm -hmm. industry primarily? So tell us a little bit about some of who your you know, current clients might be. Yeah, I'm less and less in the music industry now just because touring, I don't want to be, I have a seven-year-old daughter. I don't want to be gone for, you know, three, four months at a time anymore. But I've, if there's an act that every once in a while, in April, for example, one of my favorite acts who's actually based in Nashville, Marielle Kraft, she was touring on the West Coast. And so any excuse to hang out with Marielle and be on the road, especially on the West Coast. So I tour managed her her tour in April. And that was that was a total blast. But that's more of a, a moonlight gig now. Yeah. Yeah. So like a little side hustle for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Awesome. Exactly. Day to day now, most of my conversations are strategizing with folks who are building their businesses and or having more of those coaching calls aka talking folks off of, of ledges. Right, right. So can you give us maybe some examples? You're working with a lot of early startups. Can you give us mm -hmm. maybe uh, an idea of what maybe some of the common challenges the early startups might be facing uh, that you're working yeah. with? Yeah, I, th I think the biggest theme across all the entrepreneurs that I've worked with is comes down to discipline and really understanding their own values and figuring out how to navigate through the world in a way that aligns with that. And so where a lot of friction happens is when a big opportunity comes and they're like, their gut reaction is, no, that, I don't want to do that. But then they think, well, but what about the money? And what about yeah. the press? And what about the fame? And what about the fortune? And it's really a majority of the conversations are coming back to, but why did your gut say, mm -mm, we're not going to do that? Yeah. And recognizing that. And then or, you know, if they make the choice that is against that intuition, against that that gut feeling, then mm -hmm. being able to recover afterwards and really dissect, well, let's make sure we don't do that again in the future. Right, right. You know, a lot of, a lot of people really get in their own way with that mm -hmm. kind of thinking, right? So yes. it's really, that's where you come in and people like you come in and kind of like help people off the ledge, as you say, and, totally. and like really help them to find their, their own value. And I think it's exactly. super important because I think that a lot of times we all get kind of caught up in the moment and the things that are mm -hmm. going on in our lives. It's like, well, you know, if I go on the road and I do this or that, then I'm gonna be away from my family. And what if sure. it doesn't work? And what if blah, 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 you know, here I totally. am in California, I live in Tennessee. Oh, how am I ever <laughs> gonna get home? You know, so all these type of things keep going through your head. And they're telling exactly. you not to do something. And so you're working with people, kind of helping them to say, you know, yeah, mm -hmm. maybe this is a good idea. But I, so when you're when you're talking, when you're working with people like that, I mean, you obviously yeah. don't change their mind, maybe no, change their thinking not. a little bit, maybe help them along the way, give them, um, you know, uh, ideas that might help them to exactly. you know, make, it, make the right decision. Is that correct? Exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. about asking, I think, the right question and creating those opportunities for those click moments. And mm -hmm. that's the more magical part, I would say, about it. And then it's also, you know, being able to be that support system as well. If there is a problem that I know how to solve or I know somebody who can solve it, being able to make those connections, make those introductions, and then facilitate whatever the outcome is that needs to happen. 
Gotcha. So I get stuck in California. You know a guy or a lady that can potentially get me home. Fantastic. I love I already, it. So, I already thought of three people. <laughs> all right. Outstanding. I'm making that trip. I, I, I Now I feel good. I have a generalist to help me, right? <laughs> I love it. I love it. So exactly. in your in your bio, you talk a little bit about uh, highlighting the importance of community building and listening. Mm or startup growth. Uh, can For you sure. share some little more information and some examples of that? Mm, totally. I think my my favorite example is actually a community that I joined called Generalist World, since, since that has been the theme. <laughs> but Generalist World is a community now of about 500 folks who do identify as generalist. And these are folks who are, you know, C-suite at some of the big tech companies, you know, the Googles and the metas of the world. They're folks who are at smaller tech companies. They're folks who have their own businesses, they're artists, they're creatives, you know, the modern day Renaissance folks, so to speak. And being able to be a part of a community where all of that friction is removed because you're already speaking a common language, first off, is just magical. And that from there, then being able to have resources, being able to have conversations with folks to be able to not feel so so ostracized sometimes, I think is very, very helpful. And Millie, the founder of, of Generalist World, has has built an incredible business around community. And there's a lot of community businesses that are popping up. But the reason why I appreciate and love working with Millie and with the generalist world community that she's built is because the intention has been set from the beginning that being a part of this community means that every single time that you're offering something, you're never expecting something in return. And by nature of that, it has naturally and organically grown in a beautiful, beautiful way. And Millie's also one of the, the founders that I've been working with for the last six months or so. And that's the beauty of it. And she also, the the key thing I will make, mention is that when she does her hiring, she hires people and makes them CEO of whatever the problem is that she needs them to solve, which I think is a 10 out of 10 way to go about hiring. So, and you, and so really kind of the generalist could be a problem solver in a specific area, but in your case, absolutely, uh, you're kind of like an orchestra leader in some extent because you're yeah. actually the one <laughs> who's finding all these these generalists <laughs> to solve these different problems. Because you obviously, me, we we can't solve every problem uh, that's totally. out there, right? Totally, totally. Yeah, I think it's I think it's an interesting way to go about solving problems. You know, there's there's some folks who consider themselves creative generalists. There's some folks who consider themselves generalists with a maybe concentration in operations. Maybe they worked at, you know, a Google or something like that for years and yeah. years and now they're helping other folks who are maybe in smaller companies and they want their day-to-day to be mixed up and a little bit more intense and and you know, a little bit more different in, in nature. And so I think that that's, that's a, a, a big component of it as well. I love this. I wish I would have known about this a long time ago. Uh, you know, my, in my career, I've been in marketing and marketing and sales for sure. almost four decades. And with my clients, I kind of play that role where I'm, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm actually kind of the, kind of like you. I'm, sure. I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to lead them in a direction that will help mm-hmm. them be successful at whatever endeavor they're going to try to, exactly. to do. But I don't have all the answers, but I can you know, totally. I do have a pretty broad network of people that I can reach out to and to try to totally. get answers from and, and, and try to solve some problems. Exactly. So and I think that's the interesting thing, too, is that, you know, a lot of the times people, when they ask you, like the most dreaded question for a generalist is, what do you do? Ugh, I right. have anxiety just 
just thinking about it. And when I'm feeling, you know, a little bit spicy, I'll say whatever needs to get done. But most people don't like that response. But just thinking through it, you know, the reason why I'm good at the things that I'm good at is because of my background in music. That Mm -hmm. led me to tech, that led me to travel, that led me to travel tech. Like all of the common threads come back to connecting with people and connecting other people. And so it doesn't matter what industry it is. And also people don't know what a tour manager is. Tour managing is everything from I've got to drive, I've got to babysit, I've got to be an accountant, I need to collect money, I need need to change oil, (laughs) (laughs) you name it, Whatever needs to be done, I love it. Exactly, exactly. And so it's really, ultimately, I'd say it's the translation of those skills across discipline. So maybe I'm not, you know, a marketing expert, but if I sat in on a couple of your meetings, I bet I'd come up with a couple of good ideas that we could put into action. Yeah. And you know what I like what you just said was that you don't have to be from a specific industry to have maybe some answers, you know, for a a different Mm -hmm. industry. And I think a lot of things translate well from one industry to another, from one job to another, whatever the case might be. So Mm -hmm. you really know your stuff. I'm really excited about this. Eric. You know what you should do? I'm thinking about this right now. You should start a podcast of your own. (laughs) You know? We already did. <laughs> oh my God. Two days ago. <laughs> well, let's talk about it. <laughs> so you did. You started a podcast called yes. Generally Curious. So yes, let, yes, let's yes. talk a little bit about that, uh, the podcast mm-hmm. and what that's totally, all about. Totally. Totally. Yes. Generally Curious is about everything that we just, just talked about. It's the ins and outs of generalism and what does it mean and how do we do it? And we get to interview some incredibly genius level folks who are also just experts in and of their own right. And everyone from (laughs) folks who work in marketing to education to the outdoors, like you name it, we've interviewed them. We've had eight (laughs) guests on for this this first season so far, and it's going to be coming out over the course of the next couple of months. And just being able to really show people the versatility of who and what genuists are. Fantastic. That's awesome. And and how do we find this podcast? This uh, generally curious generallycurious.com. It'll bring you right there. Right there. Okay, fantastic. So look, we are actually running out of time here. and But before we take off, there's a couple things I'd like to do. I'd like to actually, uh, first of all, ask you if you have any final thoughts that you'd like to leave our audience with. Mm, I, pun intended, am generally curious about most things. <laughs> and so anybody that's listening to this, if they are also generally curious and ever want to have a conversation or were intrigued by something, I would love, love, love to connect, especially on on LinkedIn. And that's the best way to reach out to you is on LinkedIn then? Yes, absolutely. Outstanding. So we'll have your website, we'll have your LinkedIn and all that kind of stuff on our show notes so people can find Perfect. you. And uh, listen, we are really happy that you were uh, you know, part of our, uh, uh, our show today. Thank you so much for being here. Yes, thank you. Appreciate it, Neil. Uh, Outstanding. Well, that is our show for today. So glad that you all could join us. Uh, Business Breakthroughs is sponsored by Titan Media Works. Check us out on titanmediaworks.com. This works spelled W-O-R-X. And also check out all of our other great hosts on Small Business Delivered Network at smallbusinessdelivered.com. Until next time, thank you for joining us. Have a great day. Bye-bye.